Welcome to Confessional. I'm Kayla Shelton, along with Mike Moran. Tell us your deepest, your creepiest, your darkest. Confess to us. We won't tell. So you can tell us anything. No one's listening. On today's confessional, the Friday the 13th franchise. All right, welcome everybody to the confessional. My name is Mike Moran, and I am joined on a very special episode today by guest co-host Eric Woodworth. Oh man, thanks, Mike, for having me here Absolutely. In, the, in the studio. You had me on your Friday the Thirteenth episode, and now we're here. On and now we're square on Saturday the eighth. That's right, <laughs> perfect time. Beware. <laughs> Eric is, of course, from the Quality Time podcast. Yeah, man. Have you reviewed all the Friday? the 13th films on that no you know what other than the one that we had you on that's uh you know it's such a big topic to take on it really you know, is I it's go, one of the most important topics of our age if you ask me yeah yeah I, we haven't revisited it uh, uh right. lately but right. it's it's on my to-do list sure. i wait for a sure. friday to the 13th to drop and then like maybe i'm gonna do one around that okay but. okay that sounds fun and our guest today eric you will not believe who we got for this who, who could it be michael we have the man who gave Jason his very first hockey mask from Friday the 13th Part 3 in 3D, everyone's favorite Friday the 13th character, Shelly, Mr. Larry Zerner. Yes! Hi! Thank you so much for coming by, Larry. My pleasure. Um, Now, Larry, you, of course, are one of the most beloved uh, characters from the Friday the 13th franchise, uh, you're one of the most beloved actors. Everybody always loves seeing you pop up in the documentaries and everything. Uh, you've since become an entertainment lawyer, correct? Yes, right. I, I'm a lawyer now, right? And at one point, you uh, you represented the uh, DeFeo fellow, right, from Amityville? I, uh, George Lutz. I represented the Lutz family, right. yes. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, DeFeo. DeFeo. Oh, all right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, Lutz. He, we got someone from the Nightmare on Elm Street series to, to represent DeFeo, I think. Okay. <laughs> um, but, Larry, you've been working on some uh, some little horror projects of your own, correct? Do you have anything? Wait, wait. Do you have anything you want to plug or promote up top? I have a, a brief uh, uh, part in uh, the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson, which came out two weeks ago. Whoa! Um, Dan Farron's movie starring um, uh, Mina Savari. Oh my Nicole goodness! Brown. Really? Do you play Cato? Uh, I wish I play the the, the dog walking neighbor who finds the body. Oh. Does the movie reveal who the killer was? <laughs> uh, it uh, leaves it up to interpretation. There was a, there's, there's, uh, there's, there was this guy who uh, claimed to be the the, the what is it like the, the cross country killer, the freeway killer. I forgot his name. Oh yeah, I know uh, what you're talking about. The uh, they, yeah. they claim he killed everybody. Yeah, John Bonet. Yeah, yeah. Jesus at some point, I think. Right. Right. Makes sense. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now, does your character play the prankster who gives OJ the bloody glove? Yeah, that would be good. 
Yeah. That would have been appropriate. <laughs> All right. Um, do you want to promote anything else, your, your law firm or anything like that? Uh, yeah, well, if you need a lawyer, an entertainment lawyer, uh, uh, feel free to call me. Uh, I'm Zerner Law. Uh, com for all my info you can and uh, i've been uh if you're anxiously waiting to see what happens with the 13th lawsuit that's going on i've been uh, you can follow me on twitter at zerner law and i I'm, I'm getting updated there are um oral arguments on in the appeal are this thursday the 13th really uh, yeah so uh follow you- me and i'll let you know uh what happened and What's what's going to happen? Can you tell us a little bit about that, real quick? About the lawsuit? Yeah. <laughs> well, that, 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 it's hard to do it really quick uh, if you haven't, uh, if you're not caught up to speed. But basically, the uh, there's a lawsuit going on between the writer uh, Victor Miller and Sean Cunningham, uh, the director and producer of the movie, uh-huh. over who owns the rights to the first movie. But that in essence, controls who can make future movies. Right, um, right. So that's what that's what's going on. I, there's a lot of uh, uh, explainers. I did a big explainer on YouTube with uh, the Flash and Cast podcast, if you don't mind me plugging another. Sure. Uh, <laughs> you Check Zerner Law on the Flash and Cast podcast. I do a, a long, well, we did like an hour. I, I okay. Okay. So if you want to know what's going on. All right, awesome. Um, are you which, which side are you on? Who are, who are you backing in this fight? I, I think that Victor has the better legal arguments, and mm. I think Victor, Victor won at the trial court, and uh, Sean has the uphill battle, and I, I think Victor's going to win. Okay, but but at the end, that that just they still have this problem of making a deal, uh, even if Victor wins, because right. both control. Victor doesn't own Adult Jason. In any way, so if they're going to make a movie, yeah. they got to make a deal to work it together. Uh huh. So, uh, so then, when do you think we? This has been a long stretch without a Friday movie. This has been like the longest stretch I think ever. Mm-hmm. Yes. When do you think we'll see another one, Larry? That is so hard to say because they're in this battle and, and they don't want to resolve it. Um, uh-huh. So it's going to be a few. It looks like it's going to be a few years at least. Okay. Okay. Well, Larry, as a fan of the Friday series, can I ask him one more law question? Sure. Hey, Larry, Eric Woodworth here, other co-host. Yeah. Um, how how famous do you have to be to to hire your services? Like, they're like a minimum standard. Like, if I was, if I had just been on the local news, you're like, eh, maybe not, right. maybe not this guy. Yeah, I don't know if your parking dispute is worthy. Yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, what do you, where do you stand on resolving Baltimore-based parking <laughs> tickets? <laughs> you can. My fee, I'll take it. All right, all right, all right. Good, good. So that's a no for you, dude. It's, that's it's, a no. It's so that's like a no. When you're a prostitute. It doesn't matter how low life you are. If you'll pay the money, well, you know, I'll take well, it. You have the low life right part for Eric. I don't oh, know yeah. about the money, though. All right. Well, I got a lo- guys. I got a lawyer now. <laughs> you know, I did forget with to mention. Jacket. I forgot to mention Larry is also in the Friday the Thirteenth game, which you are a big fan yeah. Of, Eric. I was actually going to ask yeah. that. I love the Friday the Thirteenth game, and I was wondering what was it? Is it exciting to see yourself uh, on like a on a, a to like play as yourself have you done that what what was that like it was it is beyond it is true I'm, I'm a big gamer you know i'm a big gaming nice. since i was a kid you know and 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 to to be in a video game is uh, so great i was That's so awesome. happy um, uh, 
Yeah, they're, those wow. guys are great. They, 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 the guys that, that cheer the guy, and uh, I love them for putting me in the game and letting me go back and do the voice again, and right. that was fun. It's all a great experience. Hey, I love being in the game. Larry, do you ever, like, you're playing the Friday the 13th game, you, you like, pick yourself, but you're like, man, I really got to I gotta win this one, and you pick a different character ever? <laughs> no. I only play as Larry. Right. I only uh, play Shelly. Yeah, unfortunately, Shelly was not one of the final girls. Yeah, so Shelly is a hard one to win a level yeah. with. I've done it. Listen, really? I've, I've survived and gotten out. What, does Shelly have a superpower? What's his strength there, pranks? He's... <laughs> <laughs> yes, he sets up these hilarious bear traps. That should be the whole game right there. <laughs> his his best strength in the game is that when they walk into a room, Shelly pretends that he's already dead. Dude, that's how that's, Friday the 13th yeah. Part 3 should have ended. Jason gets pranked at the end. Shelly comes back. Yeah. That's your movie right there. Yeah, Ashton Kutcher comes out. He's only like six years old. Sure. He goes, you just got punked. Yeah, it'll be a lot of sense in 20 years, I promise you. <laughs> All right, um, let us see here. All right, let's start with a confession. This is from Aaron Stevens, Erie, Pennsylvania. I have such fond memories of the Friday the 13th franchise. It's not the movies in particular. It was more the experience of growing up during the slasher movie craze and the fun times as middle schoolers renting horror movies, catching them on HBO, or watching the horrible edited versions on USA in the rec room basements of suburban homes, uh, scaring each other while also trying to prove to each other that we weren't afraid as we let go of our childhood fears of monsters and became vulnerable with each other at sleepovers, sharing stories of the new monsters that plagued us like our fighting parents. No periods in this. Sexual awakenings sentence. and tornadoes. We were really afraid of tornadoes. And playing truth or dare and Bloody Mary and mirrors while fumbling around with tarot cards. Rune stones and Ouija boards, good time. Who sent this in? Is this the Micro Machines guy? He just said this all in one breath? <laughs> yeah, he did. That was uh, a lot. I, I believe it was one of the Bone Thugs, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was Harmony. We all know Aaron Stevens Bone from Erie, Pennsylvania. Yeah, that was, uh, that, that was a great experience. Like growing up in the late 80s, early 90s, having mm -hmm. those, those late night sleepovers. You convince your parents to rent a Friday the 13th movie. You do a little seance. You worry about tornadoes. You tell scary stories. You're, you're kind of yeah. scared to go to the bathroom sometimes, but you're also worried you're going to pee your sleeping bag. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you if you, uh, me growing up, I always lived near woods, so you look out back, and right. that's where it is. And sure. then I, for a while, I was like, I moved into the city. I thought I was safe. And then they drop, Jason goes to Manhattan, and, and you, can't, you can't go anywhere. Right. You really can't. And then I was like, I'm going to be I an know. astronaut. That's why I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and the next thing you know, he's in space. I know. That's I why can't. I know. That's why I give, gave up being a Satanist, because he's in hell, too. No! He's everywhere. <laughs> that's that's the reason you don't you don't want to go to hell is right. because Jason yeah. is there. <laughs> yep. All those wasted years. Oh man. But uh yeah, that what do you think about that whole phenomenon, Shelly? Just that eight I'm sorry, <laughs> Mr. Zerner. Uh that whole eighties I'm sorry. Uh that whole eighties kind of uh sleepover boys scaring each other, written the movies kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was a little older at the time, so it wasn't me, but uh, but certainly there was that period in the '80s where there was lots of great horror movies, and, and it was there were a lot more fun. And it was a lot of fun. Um, great, I, I'm, 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 and Aaron is from Erie, which is a great town name, right? Yes. Oh, uh, I think she's a little that, right? like uh, USA was what Gilbert Godfrey, and then I think Joe Bob. Yeah. Oh yeah, Joe Bob Briggs and Monster yeah. Vision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. 
And I loved how he would complain about all the edits, you know? Oh, yeah. And he loved himself some Linnea Quigley. Right. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah, he did. Ooh. He really did. Yeah, and kids today will never know the pain of trying to pause right on the boob shot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because pausing back in the day, it always there was like a delay. It would be like, and you're like, right. dang it! Now right. I'm just now I'm just seeing Jason's weird face eye hole. Yeah. Like, ugh. <laughs> how am I supposed to? How am oh. I supposed to explain my sexuality at 12 right, years yeah. old right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I wonder if kids today even care about boobs with all the things that are available to them on the internet. They're probably yeah, like, right to Pornhub. I don't need it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, they don't need to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I was a kid, we had to go find a Playboy magazine somewhere. Right, know, out in the woods. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, in the 80s, grown men were leaving boxes of magazines out in the woods. Yeah, it was like a treasure map. When you, right. when you have it, you were like, I better, I got to take this I, I away from my house kid, so no one can remember, find it. I do remember finding a Playboy magazine or finding stuff. So right. it, it did exist. It did happen. Yeah. Yeah. And it was always like, at one time it was a magazine, but by the time you found it, it's now like absorbed all the moisture from the woods. It's, and it's gone back to like wood. like a phone yeah. book now. <laughs> right. But you but you treated it as if you had found like your Harrison Ford in, right. uh, right. in a, the Holy Grail. Yeah. You're like, ooh, look at the rubbing. As you're like with tweezers to the next one. Ooh, look at you're that. You're scratching it off like a lottery ticket to get to the <laughs> pages that are melted together, you know? Uh, yeah, this is yeah. a I cherry. Know, where you grew up, where I grew up, I grew up in Los Angeles, and we had these weird newspapers that you could get a quarter. You could just go and buy them at the that rack, you know, you put a quarter in and you really? take it out, so so you could just get it. It's, wow! And it had like all sorts of, but it was like really, really nasty, raunchy. You know, it was like to advertise weird uh-huh. stuff. It was I don't, not not I guess not part of you. They probably outlawed it by the time you guys were. Yeah, <laughs> me me and Mike lived in a time when we had to forage for pornography out yeah, in the we woods. Really did. The hunter gatherer <laughs> age of pornography. <laughs> Well, this podcast is taking a turn, or maybe it's like this all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, it kind of is. I would say the turn is not talking about that stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what happened when we don't have a female guest on. We, we uh, immediately divulge into, that's <laughs> how it goes. into like 13-year-old children. <laughs> right. It's fun. So before we move on to the next confession, can I ask you, Larry, what are, what are your thoughts on the whole Friday the 13th franchise? Um, you seem to, to, to be one of the most knowledgeable uh, actors from it. Um, you know, there, of course there's all that controversy in the eighties. Uh, uh, what are, what are your feelings of it as a whole? It's, as a whole, it's, it's so, it's iconic. I mean, it, it's so, it's in a way it's so pure. It's just right. There's a guy, you wear the mask, he kills you with sharp instruments. Uh-huh. It's right. Never, you know, it's, it's, it's the quintessential, uh, slasher, movie, mm-hmm. you know, pretty girls, uh, guys, people get killed out in the woods. Right. Uh, it, it will, it stands the test of, test of time. Yeah. Um, I really, um, you know, to this day, I enjoy the Friday the 13th movies. I mean, I've, I've grown to have, I think a little bit more of an artistic taste for horror. Like if something new comes out, I need it to be a pretty, pretty well-made, well-written horror movie. But Friday the 13th, I don't know. I think, like, the, the endings were always scary. Even in, like, the wackier ones, the final chase was always scary. It just it had all the elements of that campfire kind of creepiness. Yeah, yeah I always like... You know, the first, the, first, well, the first four and... One, two, three, four, and six, mm. right, really are those... 
quintessential. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, five has its own, you know, they win a different way. Eric's a five apologist. I love five. I think it, in fact, I think it's the linchpin of the series. Oh my God. The I, only person in America to feel that way. I listen, Whatever. I will die on this hill. Whatever. <laughs> Look, this is how I feel about five, all right? It didn't, everybody says it sucked because Jason wasn't the killer. Not true. It sucked because it sucked. If Jason wasn't the killer yeah. and it was a great horror movie, I would be okay with it. I think it's important because look, all right, here's here's why. In the in the in the storyline of of Jason Voorhees, why sure. this is important. Jason's dead in part five. He's not yes. alive. But we have like we have a broken man in Tommy Jarvis who's just trying to go to a camp that's miles away from where he's he was traumatized. Tried, yes. make, which makes total sense. He goes right? to an outdoor <laughs> woods asylum. Facing his fears. Right. And then all of a sudden they have that sweet Mentally challenged man who gets murdered yeah. for no reason. Who is a total Shelly ripoff, I might yeah, add. Yeah, yeah, the Shelly ripoff. They made you chocolate-faced and <laughs> and for no reason. And this sweet man gets murdered by just a regular dude. Now, that doesn't happen. Roy doesn't go off the deep end. Right. Doesn't traumatize Tommy Jarvis further so that in part six, he doesn't come and try to turn him into Frankenstein's monster with a bolt of lightning. Oh, my God. It's important. <laughs> you convinced me. <laughs> wow. Um, so okay. in, in your in your in your if you had your Crothers, the, all the sequels would be Roy. It would be Roy versus Freddy. Oh yeah, I'm be... in the Roy verse. Okay. I've written five right. more to yeah. catch up with what Roy's been <laughs> yeah. doing since then. Every Halloween, uh, Eric dresses as Roy and gets mad if anybody says he's Jason. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm Roy. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Roy. Um, let me ask you guys this. As far as, okay, so you said Jason was dead in part five. What do you guys think Jason is? Is he, did he come out of the lake at the end of part one? Is he living death in, in part two through four? Is he, I mean, clearly he's a zombie later on, but what's, did he drown? Did he not drown? I had always. I, 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 I don't think it makes any sense to think too right, much about it. Right, Yeah. <laughs> Well, when you guys were filming it, did you did they ever hint at you know either he's a he's supernatural or we he's... don't you don't ever discuss Jason right. because Jason is not part of the movie for uh-huh. the characters in part three right. right these are guys who went up to a cabin and then they they were, except for Dana at the end uh-huh. right everyone's interaction with Jason is no more than ten seconds that's true and you do you weren't even on screen with them right. Right, I'm, I'm right. I'm not on screen. But everybody else is just like, oh, that, you know, slapped. <laughs> I'm dead. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you just, that's it. There's no, there's no, we think about him. There's, not, there's, no, there's no one that we don't even know about. Did, hey, did you ever read that, uh, that one script for the Friday the 13th? I think it was supposed to be uh, what part seven was going to be at one time, where they had talked about, uh, basically telling Jason's backstory about what happened. Like that he, he had an abusive father that that uh abused his mom and then like basically he never really drowned. His dad was he was just too scared of his dad, so he would just watch from there and his mom ends up killing his dad and stuff like that. And huh. then he's just traumatized and living in the woods watching his mom go right, insane. Right. Which uh I thought was a pretty cool it, that was fairly new, right? I think yeah, that's the one yeah. they tried to make a few years ago. Something like that. I read it yeah. on. It was yeah, a good. It was a good script, though. Right. It was a bold take on the sure, franchise. Sure, sure. Did you read that one, Larry? I didn't read it. I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of back, big backstories. Mm. I don't go. Jaws would have been better had we known why the shark <laughs> right. 
and it kills everybody, right? Uh-huh. He's a shark. Uh-huh. That's what he does. Right. And Jason is like the shark in Jaws. That's all he does. He kills people. Yeah, well, the, I don't the, care whether what it, it doesn't. It, it, I, I think it makes it scarier. But don't know. Hey. Humanize the character takes away the fear. He's just he's a killer. Right, right. I like and, which I, is why also why uh, Michael Myers is such a great character. So you're not a fan of the druids that uh, gave him super serum in part six. <laughs> well, even though uh, one of my best friends is Dan Sarans who wrote part six. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, you know, I asked him once if part six was supposed to be in the same universe as part three, and he told me maybe. Ooh. <laughs> okay. So, that was a solid answer there. Season of the witch. <laughs> uh, no, you, hey, you know what? Listen, what if there was a Jaws prequel, though, right? Look, <laughs> hear me out. The look, Indianapolis. You take it back to the Indianapolis. It made it seem like some break of the yeah. going after Psychic shark. Right? You, you have, you, they take you back to the Indianapolis. Quint is in there surrounded by sharks. He, uh, the untold story is that Quint actually stabbed Jaws's mom in I front see. of him. Right. And now th- this is this is his quest. It's like it's like finding Nemo. With horrible gore, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be great. Yeah, and a little, a little less Ellen, I would say. <laughs> no, Ellen is the voice of Jaws. Yeah, a little bit That's... more Ellen. I was leaning. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll take as much Ellen as you'll give me. Hey, I let's suppose. reach out to Ellen's people and be like, "Listen, we got an idea." <laughs> I got him on the horn right now. <laughs> Ellen, come on, Jaws, the beginning. <laughs> um, all right. Why well, hasn't someone mapped the Jaws and Friday the Thirteenth? Right, Jaws. Jason versus Jaws. That maybe that's the movie. That Ooh. Well, while we're on it, what did you guys think of Freddy versus Jason, Larry? I like it. I, I loved I, it. It, it. It's 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 a very. I mean, those guys had the, the uh, Shannon Swift. You know, they had such a hard like right. put both these movies together and make it work. And I thought they did. I thought it was a really good mix of yeah. both movies. I thought it was a great and love it's, letter. It's, it's, it's really entertaining. Yeah, it was for fans. They put money into it. They put effort into it. I thought it kicked ass. That was like my 11-year-old greatest dream come true, watching that. I, I mean, in, in the as far as the franchise for both of them, with right. uh, Nightmare and uh, Friday the 13th, I mean, it's probably, in to me, it's the top three in both franchises. I'd say right? so, too. I'd say so, as well. Right, cool. Yeah. What, what, what is your top Friday, Larry? Besides three? Yeah, well, I'm sure you're a little biased, but... Outside of three. Okay, so besides three, we won't. We just take three. I, I, uh, I go four and six. Okay. Yeah. I like four and six. Four. Yeah. I like. I think two's my number one. Okay. Got that. That kind of just gritty, dark indie. I, you know, I don't love the. I don't love the potato sack. You don't love the what? The potato sack. Oh, not a fan of the potato sack. Was there was there talk of having the, the and I don't love the ending either. I don't love the ending. Oh, the ambiguous ending. But I love Amy, but Amy Amy is is certainly the best final girl. Best ever. final girl in any franchise, yeah, I think. Yeah. One of them at least. Yeah. I do like the part where the guy comes in and just says, Amy I don't know why that makes me laugh so hard <laughs> when she's she's getting a call. Right, right. Now Larry, was yeah. there talk of the potato sack being in part three at any time? No. Okay. No. Was, it, was there uh, was there talk about ever I mean, taking? You know, but it's, again, we didn't talk about Jason. There's no talk. We're, <laughs> we don't. I don't even deal with Jason. Like, right. we, we yeah. never. There's no conversations where we're all sitting around talking about Jason. Like, <laughs> that didn't happen. 
Did you know the movie? Had you seen the first two before you filmed it? I don't think I had. Okay. I don't think I had. It's hard to. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I did not. Okay. I haven't seen them before. Um, so I'm gonna say no. All right. All right. I next. knew what they were. Sure. But I didn't, yeah. Well, yeah, they were huge at that time, weren't they? Hey. You well, know. the first one had. The first one had done well. The second one had done okay. Uh huh. I, you know, that's um, not the first time an actor's done that, though, Larry, because, you know, I learned this fun little fact. You know, Mark Hamill, when he went to do Star Wars Episode Four, had never seen one through three. So <laughs> I was not aware of that. Because yeah. if he had, he yeah. would have been like, no, thank you. Yeah. And I know what's it. Are you playing? Or do you know that Darth Vader is your father? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. He picks up the script. Right. What? And I think, actually, believe it or not, Denzel Washington did not see Malcolm 1 through 9. Before, uh. Uh, <laughs> that, that I've heard. Nice. I love Malcolm X. That's the one where he goes to uh, space, right? Yeah, and that's a joke <laughs> I do. Thanks for stealing my joke. Oh, damn. My bad. Oracle in Malcolm 1 through 9, that, yeah, that made it sound good. <laughs> they explained the backstory. All right, let's get to another confession here. This one is from Brian Morris, Columbus, Georgia. The older films are my favorite, just enough comedy and just enough horror to enjoy. The later in the franchise, though, it just got wacky up until they did Freddy vs. Jason. It was an awesome spin on the story and done pretty well, in my opinion. To be honest, though, I hope they do a new story in modern time with more horror and less comedy, but would it have to be an amazing director to not fuck it up? What do you guys think of that? The future of the franchise. What would you want to see? Well, I think it gets hard when you talk about doing another Freddy versus Jason because Robert England. I mean, he's he did like one thing for the Goldbergs, but right. I mean, the guys the guys not a couple ways to do it. I mean, in some way, I'd love to see Joe Lynch do it. Yeah. Uh, I know he loves Friday uh, <laughs> so um, um, and uh, he would do a, uh, that would be sort of a crazy Friday movie, and then there's just the way to do it where it's more like a James Wan type version, right, you know, right. or, or um, um, Mike Flanagan, you know, something right. like that. Well, would uh, you if would you guys rather see it go in a campy direction, or they try to do a, a dark, scary one? Campy, but it's got to be a little light. Like it can't be too serious. Uh-huh. It's Friday Thirteen. Right, right. It's the Thirteen. It's also a bit of the Thirteenth one. Yeah, um, you can't screw that one up. Uh, so I, I think you gotta, you gotta be. Uh, uh, that's that, that's the thing. I mean, I, I, I mean, one of the things that one of the problems I think with the reboot was it just I thought the tone was off. Right. That, yeah, me the too. Director was. Not, just not, it was just not the right tone for a Friday 13th movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I almost wish that Rob Zombie would have done Friday the 13th instead of Halloween. Mm-hmm. I seem to be alone in that. I opinion. don't know. I'm a, I, I, I don't know. Rob Zombie, I like when Rob Zombie does his own thing. I don't sure. think he needs to remake anything. I think he's an original enough guy to right. do his own thing. Um, you know, you give him a you give him a decent budget, and he makes. I mean, Devil's Rejects and mm-hmm. House of a Thousand Corpses. I, I love. I mean, now his other lower budget ones, not as strong right, in, right. in the series, but you know, mm-hmm. you put Bill Mosley. Did and he him do Steel Magnolias? Pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did Steel so. Steel Panther Magnolias. Right, right, it's yeah. the Steel Panther documentary. Sure. 
Um, no, I, uh, I don't know. Like it, God bless him, but you know, Sam Raimi would make a knock out of the park Absolutely. one. I mean, and give you the just the right amount of camp with mm, just the mm. right amount of horror. Right. You know, who knows? Maybe he uh, even convinces old Bruce Campbell to come out of retirement Ooh, and uh, do a do a Jason versus uh, Ash movie. Well, which they tried is, to do that, and he shot it down. Apparently. Well, you know, it's a, there's a lot of moving parts when you talk about combining franchises right. together, and uh, you know, it's I love the comic series is a ten out of ten though. It makes yeah, I did it, like the comic series. Really good. Yeah. Were you were you uh, familiar with that at all, Larry? The uh, proposed Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. I, you know, I'd heard rumors, but um, mm. never. You know, people all talk. You know, like. Right, right. Well, what would you guys think in the world of Avengers and Batman and all that? What if they did kind of like a shared universe reboot with Jason and Freddie and Michael and all those guys? I mean, it, it's 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 a fun dream, and it's all there. You just got to get a lot of people. To, you got to get Larry over here to get people start signing contracts. Get on that, Larry. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, there, there is a thing when, when you're, I mean, the point about these movies is that it's the kids versus the villain. If you have three villains, it's like, well, what, who's your, what's the, you know, it's hard to do that. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's not how, I mean, you can have Batman and Superman in a movie, but you sure. can't have three bad guys. Right, yeah, that's true, that's true. Although I feel like, what if they did a up, to, this would be a rights nightmare, but right, like. I mean, I'd like them to do just more, like, Let's do a lot instead of being so precious about it. Let's just do a lot. Like we'll just do a whole bunch of different things. Sort mm. of, uh, you know, like DC said, okay, we're 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 going to do Birds of Prey now, right? So we're just not we're just going to go away from Batman and Superman. We'll just do this thing over here and, right. and take these sort of side villains, and we'll just we and then we'll go back to the the Wonder Woman and, and the big ones. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. can do whatever you want. Right? Yeah. All right, this is uh, our last confession. This is from Migs Rodriguez, Aberdeen, Maryland. I'm a big fan of the 80s slasher films, and I always liked Jason for how brutal he was. The gore and the kills were campy, yet fun. Gotta love dumb teens getting hacked up. It's good. good confession. It is. Good confession. <laughs> Shout out Migs. <laughs> um, no, Migs is a good friend of the confessional he does the uh movies yeah. with migs i like migs guest on my show as well oh, okay Good guy. Cool. yeah um were you guys like the, the kills of course were a big part of it the the effects in the early ones mm-hmm. that was a big it, it is kind of a shame to see that go away now if they do make a new one i want them to use practical effects yeah it's i mean you that's have it's you a, have to it's a, it's a it's a hard sell, I think, today, just because of how cheap it is with, sure. with CGI and stuff right, like that. Right. But I mean, there's there there's a big difference between watching you know a movie like The Thing, right, where it's just right. the, probably one of the best practical effects movies ever made. Mm. I like seeing cool puppets that take me out of the reality where right. I'm like, that's a real thing. That yeah, thing yeah. is that that thing exists sure, in there. Sure. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I yeah, practical effects would be great, you know. There's still a lot of great practical effects guys that are, are yeah. working. You know, mm. um, Greg Nicotero. He's you know he's the lead on The Walking Dead. Stills making great puppets that head explodes and stuff right. like that. And I mean, Tom Savini is, is getting up there, but you know that's uh you know the Godfather Absolutely. of the, all those practical effects Absolutely. pretty much. So 
Um, yeah, to see those guys and that art not go right. away, I right. think it's an important part to filmmaking yeah. in general. So, yeah. yeah. What do you think, Larry, about the practical effects? It has to be practical. It's just so much better. Mm-hmm. You can always tell when it's not. Yeah. And it just takes you away from it. I mean, yeah. it, it, when it, I mean, look at look at part three where you know the handstand kill is just one of the great kills. Oh yeah. It's just great. But I think that's the people who do horror really well right now. Mm. Uh, they they get that right? right. Like, have you right. seen? Like, if you watch Midsummer, uh-huh. like uh, uh, that scene in Midsummer <laughs> oh where, <my> God. <laughs> yeah, where they come over with the hammer, like that is. <laughs> I was just like, dang, yeah, yes. like that's that's not CGI. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, we're all going to see this art house horror movie, and uh. we're seeing brains and eyeballs splattered everywhere. Um, but I, I do feel like there has been a, a real renaissance of of people, of directors and producers who grew up on horror, who have a real love for it, that want to see like the practical effects and bring the old people back and make it a love letter to to fans of the the old movies, mm-hmm. you know. And it'll be awesome to see those someone like that do a Friday movie. Yeah, and as you said, you can see you can see in Walking Dead that they do. Well, you can do so much great stuff practically. I mean, and and. and I mean, it's not. Right. It's not. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. It's just people sticking things into other people. Well, the fun part about, uh, <laughs> you know, when I think about Friday the Thirteenth, and not to get like hung up on the directors, like if you look at um, the big horror franchises, right? You look at Halloween. That's John Carpenter's Halloween. Sure. You look at uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. That's Wes Craven's, right. you know, uh, property. You look at Texas Chainsaw. You're like, that's Toby Hooper, Absolutely. and that's him. And I don't. I don't feel like like. Uh, Friday the 13th doesn't have that household name director right. to the franchise True. ever. You know what I mean? True. So yeah. to to maybe have somebody really make their mark on it and be like, yeah, that's such and such is Friday mm-hmm. the 13th, I think would be a big step. So, if, yeah. you know, finding the right director would be awesome mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Jordan Peele is uh, apparently doing the Candyman reboot, which I – Yeah. Is, and I think it's actually kind of a sequel reboot. That's a big. That's a big pull. I mean, Jordan Peele's been doing great stuff, yeah. like where he's taking the uh, the horror genre and uh, you know just putting some some faces that you don't you know you've ever right. seen before, giving yeah. a different perspective. But mm-hmm. I also think you know Ari with uh, Midsummer and um, uh, what, what is it. Uh, his other film, gosh, it's uh, Hereditary, Hereditary and, yeah. and Panos with uh, Mandy. I mean, there's a there's a crop that is out there yeah. right now that is so good right. that I, I feel like you put that in the hands of any of those guys, you're going to get mm, such an amazing Absolutely. piece of art out of right. it. So. Right, yeah. All right, well, before we wrap up, this is what I want from you, Eric. I'm ready. Your three favorite Fridays, your three least favorite Fridays. Okay, my three favorite Fridays. I'm gonna go with uh, probably six is my my favorite of all time. Okay. Jason, not Lid. five. Not. I mean, I say five is gonna be in my top three. I'll say that's all my right. third of them because okay. I'm an apologist for it. Uh, all right. And then uh, probably Freddy versus Jason right okay. there in the middle. Um, they all hold. I think part six is the first one I actually remember watching right. as a as a child. So like that is my. I like how that the Jason. I like his look pretty much in six, seven, and eight. I think he looks mm-hmm. like when I think of Jason, sure, that's sure. the Jason that exists in my right, mind. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, and then you know, Freddy versus Jason, just an amazing kind of film where it puts it all together. And uh, you know, part five, I'm just an apologist for it. There's something I love about it. Mm-hmm. I can't defend it. Right. I just I love the movie uh, so dearly. Uh, uh, the worst Jasons of them all. Um, gosh, you know, I, I mean, I. <laughs> 
I'm not a real big fan of one. I've watched it right, multiple yeah. times, and it's not. It still doesn't uh, right. doesn't do it for well, the, me. The, la- the Betsy Palmer bits are worth it. I think. I mean, I understand why it's important, right? Yeah. And I the the uh, the iconicness of it, but it just doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't move the needle for sure, me sure. Uh, for the most part. Um, then, uh, oh man, I mean, part. Part seven is not great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. There's just there's so many cool things. That's where the I was first like, one I saw. I was like, this could be so good, uh, but I, it's a tough it's a tough watch. I do like it has the, the potential, but they, they just brutally edited it. I mean, the the, the MPAA just yeah killed it. I, I, mean, the, I mean, that's that. I mean, it, 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 it's it's like a porn movie where you have to. Every time someone takes their clothes, they cut to something else. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Wait. Well, <laughs> I, I will say, though, there are some 10 out of 10s. The part where she starts throwing, they basically destroy the cabin, and she's using her uh, telepathy, that is actually The, the destruction awesome. at the end is fun, but I, I feel like part seven was kind of supposed to just be the special effects edition of Friday the yeah. 13th, and they cut so much out of it. And my probably my third, my least favorite is probably... Uh, I guess Friday after next. That's probably sure. the word. Yeah. Jason's not even in it. I know. <laughs> what, right. what, yeah. what are we supposed to do with that? Neither was Roy, actually. Yeah. I mean, Cat Williams, good pickup. I Absolutely. get it. I liked, right. I liked yeah. that aspect of it. But yeah, Friday after next, my least favorite Friday the 13th movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Larry, can you give us your, your top three and your bottom three? Uh, well, okay, like I said, I like four and six. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. three, all right? So we'll just go with three. Okay. Uh, you know. three, three. And for those of you listening who go, three's not that good. If you've not seen it in a theater in 3D, right. you haven't seen the movie. You yeah. have to see it in a theater three. And by the way, there's two upcoming screenings I just saw yesterday. One in Philadelphia on March 13th. Oh, we could go to that, And Eric. one in Ohio. Uh, that too. Coming up. Yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go see Ohio. it in 3D. All right, so, I'm down for it. Uh, I've never seen it in 3D. If, if you're in Ohio and Philadelphia, listen to this. Yeah. Go, uh, go and see it in 3D. You. And you I will go, say, yes, even for people that don't think three is a good movie, yeah, like it does get a little sillier and campier. But the ending is still really scary. The final chase is scary. And it's great. Yeah, and the the opening. Uh, stalking of the of the redneck couple i think is really scary too hey and the most important part about part three it inspired my favorite weird al yankovic song nature trail to hell in 3d are you serious yeah, yeah there's that, a weird al yankovic song about friday the 13th oh, I didn't know that. I'm gonna go uh, that oh yeah yeah so yeah that uh it, it's on the album in 3d what? and the last song is called nature trail to hell in 3d and it's he said directly inspired by uh, Friday the 13th, what? part three. How do I not know this? And, I grew uh, up with both of those. And uh, he also said it, his other inspiration was Sleepaway Camp. So oh, the, those are the two big. But yeah, it's great. And it, it pretty much references the movie like throughout. Wow. It was like, Does it mention Shelly? Yeah, no, not Shelly directly, but it goes like, he's like, there's a bunch of scary scenes and you won't know who killed who until act three. So please don't tell the secret ending to your friends. Surprise. You won't believe your eyes when you see nature trail to hell. Oh, it's good stuff. Wow. I got to pay Weird Al for this podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Shout out to Weird Al. He's listening right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> worst three, Larry. Bottom three. Worst three. Uh, well, I, I haven't seen it since, but I remember going to the theaters to see eight uh-huh. and just going, oh, my God. Right. This is, 
horrendous. Until, I mean, the New York parts are fine, are good. Uh-huh. Everything else is just really bad. Um, uh, I'm going to go with five. Uh, <laughs> I, I respect that. Yeah. And, and, uh, and the reboot. the reboot. I don't like the reboot. The reboot. Yeah, I didn't like the reboot, but I don't think it's one of the worst necessarily. I mean, Jason keeping someone alive in a cave. Is yeah. Not, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, he did in no. your film. He left. Uh, kill, sharks don't take people, put them back in their cave to eat later. <laughs> That's not how it works. Well, that brings us to another point that we I can't believe we didn't discuss yet. In part three, there are rumors that Jason's motivation is that of a sexual predator. Oh, because in in the opening uh, news news uh, thing uh, broadcast, it says something about sex crimes, hmm. and also people have speculated that the reason that uh, was it Jenny, she the final girl, I believe so. Chris, Chris, the reason that Chris was not killed is because she was sexually assaulted. Hmm. Well, she has that whole thing where she says she was attacked by him, and then I don't remember what happened. So it's like right. they leave it ambiguous. But, right. but I mean, that's, that's weird because they never really I mean, put Jason as a sexual creature. I don't see Jason as a, as a he's not a man who has sexual urges. Yeah, guys, let's not let's not me too, Jason. It's right. been a long time since that movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, like uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, all right. So my top three, I believe, I would go two, four, six. Bottom three. Eight, five, seven. I, I I think I would I'd remove my seven and put eight in there. Now okay. now now you, you guys can convince. How me. did they screw? That looked like so much fun. No matter how bad it was, I was like, this is going to be awesome. It is the one I probably laugh the most out loud uh-huh. at, out of mm-hmm. all of them. It's mm-hmm. just gosh, I do love that scene though where he knocks that guy's head off. Just right. just he's like, give you a best <laughs> shot. <laughs> Why does he do that? Why does he tell him to punch him? You, you know, because you just, you know, like, <laughs> you know, every boxer does that. You know, like, all right, now you hit me your hardest. <laughs> all right, wh- one last one last poll before we go. Your favorite Jason of the franchise, Eric? I mean, I've, I've met uh, a couple of them up at Monster Mania uh, mm-hmm. before, uh, and the, the most friendliest, nicest guy, and probably the guy who loves being him the most, Kane Hodder. Sure. Hands down, I, I love sure. Kane. He was nice to me. I met him years ago. I had uh, before my house burned down years ago. I had this cool picture of of Kane Hodder choking a very young, chubby Eric Woodworth. And, uh, uh, and you lost it in the fire. Yeah, yeah, oh no my longer God. exists. That's but, the Illuminati uh, for you. That's it. But uh, yeah, no, Kane Hodder is super nice. He's also super nice to my brother, who goes to all these events and dresses up as Pogo the Clown. Yes. And they, they, uh, he's a big Pogo, like he's a fan of Jeremy. Really? It's really funny. Like wow. he's. Because uh, Kane Hodder actually owns some original Gacy paintings that he's bought oh, over the goodness. years. Wow. So he sees my brother. He's like, "Hey, Gacy, get over here. We gotta oh, talk real quick." That's so awesome. He's uh, the, he's a real he's a real friend of the uh, of the Quality Time Pod. Wow, cool. Have you had him on? Uh, no, but maybe next time we're up at. Uh, I w- I haven't seen him since the podcast inception. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, maybe next time we see him, we'll go grab an interview with him. Cool, awesome. Who's your favorite, Jason Larry? You know, well, I, you know, I know, I know all the guys because we've all been in their connections together, so they're all like right. they're all friends of mine. Uh, but in the movie, I, I, I'm gonna go with Richard as in part three because I think he created what yeah. the modern. He set the template uh, for Jason was. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, he was yeah. like the first real Jason, you know? Like, Jason wasn't yeah. quite Jason in part one. He no. wasn't Jason in part two. No. From part three on, he was Jason. Yeah, get that hockey mask on, and that, yeah. that was it. And just that, that bald out. head and that bulky kind of body and the, the, mm-hmm. the, the like, kind of Terminator stalking. But he was in his awkward teen years back then, right, you know? Yeah. He, you bulk up when you hit your 20s. You finally get that man strength. I that, think he'd be, uh, like, in his 40s by then, yeah. He died in, like, <laughs> no. the 50s. He's a, he, as you can see, he's a slow developer. We, we, we've established that in the early films. Sure. So, you know, it took him a while to find himself. And, That's uh, true. You know, God That's bless true. him for that. Yeah, he's a growing boy, <laughs> drinking that milk. All right, well, is there anything else uh, you'd like to plug or promote or say before we go, Larry? Anything you want to promote, Eric? I mean, uh, as always, I mean, uh, ericcomedy.com for all things Eric and comedy there. You can see all my cool shows coming up. I got a bunch of uh, big shows coming up this month. Is this airing like... uh, It'll be out on Tuesday. On Tuesday? Yeah, so... uh, Hey, man, Big Murder Mysteries at McGooby's Joke Ooh. House. And then I'm, uh, me and Justin Schlegler are uh, doing a show on Saturday at McGooby's. Okay. And, uh, you know, all that stuff can be found at ericcomedy.com. Buy some tickets. Uh, still some tickets available for that. Um, and then head out. Um, you know, if you just want to listen in to some more cool horror stuff, I mean, that's pretty much my whole show is the right. Quality Time Pod. You can fi- go into our archives, hear me and uh, Mike talk about uh, uh, Michael Myers and mm-hmm. Friday the 13th and all types of stuff. So oh, yeah. tune into that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you, Larry, for taking the time to call in. We really appreciate it. This has been a great episode. And we will Thanks see you. Of course. Thank you. And we will see you guys next time on The Confessional. <laughs>